hear you, Bernie. Middle of the week, you just kind of... Oh! It is Springfield's Morning News with Greg Bishop. Without Greg Bishop this week, he is off searching Iceland for the mysteries of life, I think. I don't know. I don't... He may not be in Iceland. He may just be camping. He'll, he'll regale you with all the stories when he gets back next week. That's for sure. I am Mike Wimacher in for Greg Bishop. I know usually around this time he would do the council roundup. Not my area of expertise. But I will say this is my, well, I, I say expertise, but I've never won the actual office pool. But hey, what the heck. We've been doing it the past couple of days. Let's continue on with the trend, shall we? Here to try to help you with your office pool, with your brackets. It's time to break down yet another region of the NCAA tournament, which began in earnest last night. If you missed any of it, Texas Southern. For the third time in four years, by the way, Texas Southern wins a play-in game. One of the first four games. They beat Texas A&M Corpus Christi last night, which is kind of sad because Texas A&M Corpus Christi had a, a bit of a local connection to us here in this particular area because uh, former Southeast player Terry Murdix plays for Texas A&M Corpus Christi. He had a pretty good game. Uh, if you missed it, it was on True TV. The first four games are, are put on that, and you can either stream it at, at some cable providers and Dish Network people don't know where to find True TV because otherwise all they do is play, I think, uh, Impractical Jokers is the only thing else that's on that particular channel most times. Uh, so they lost last night. Texas Southern moves on. And then the nightcap last night, uh, Indiana, one of nine Big Ten teams in the NCAA tournament, they beat Wyoming to move on into the bracket uh, for Indiana. Now I'm trying to see where they end up uh, being slated to play as I as I look over my bracket. Because, oh, they are going to play St. Mary's now uh, in the play-in game, or excuse me, in the first-round game tomorrow. So Indiana advances. You got two more play-in games tonight. You got Wright State against Bryant. Uh, Bryant is a team, if you saw it all over the, like, last week uh, during championship week, their conference title game, they have a guy uh, who is the nation's leading scorer. I believe his last name is Kiss. I want to say his last name is, uh, and he was being overly jovial. They were blowing out Wagner, and there ended up being a fight in the stands between some of the uh, Wagner traveling party and some of the Bryant fans, and that game actually had to be stopped for a while. They had to remove everyone from the gymnasium and come back and play the last few minutes of that particular game. So Bryant takes on Wright State tonight. Uh, That's the first game, and then the nightcap tonight in the first four play-ins, Rutgers and Notre Dame and the winner of that particular game will move out to the West region and they will play Alabama in the first round matchup on Friday. So those are your first four games. We've already broken down uh, the West bracket yesterday. We did the South where the fighting line I are. We did that on Monday. Uh, so far I have Gonzaga obviously biased a little bit. That's my favorite team. I have them and Arizona moving into the final four. So let's look at the Midwest where the winner of last night's Texas Southern Texas A&M Corpus Christi game, which was Texas Southern. They now play the top seed Kansas uh, tomorrow in the Midwest region. In, in the history of the tournament, we've talked about this before, and sometimes, you know, people like to look for upsets, and I get that. We all like a good underdog story. But in the history of the NCAA tournament, since it expanded to 64, now 68 teams, there's only been one 16 seeds that's ever won. And so I don't see Texas Southern winning this particular game. I see Kansas winning that one. Look at the other rest of the first-round matchups in the Midwest. If you've got any questions, 
Mike at WMAY.com or 217-629-797. You need some help with your bracket. Um, also in the Midwest, first-round matchup, the 8-9 games are always toss-up ones. Creighton comes to you from the Big East. San Diego State out from the WAC. San Diego State plays good defense. Creighton plays pretty decent offense. They also defend well. I would give the edge to Creighton in that game, but I wouldn't be surprised to see San Diego State, the higher seed, move on in that one. Iowa-Richmond. Iowa five seed. Iowa, you just saw, make that run through the Big Ten tournament. They are playing really well right now. They are a team that can score in bunches. Keegan Murray, while he was not given the Big Ten Player of the Year trophy, most outstanding player in the Big Ten tournament, can score in a variety of ways. He's an athletic wing. Uh, he can shoot the three. He can post smaller players up. They have they run great offense, does Iowa. Richmond made a big run through the A-10 tournament. Richmond has five guys who decided to come back for their fifth year, uh, some even their sixth year, because that got that extra year of eligibility uh, from the COVID years. So they're a very veteran ball club. Uh, they made a run in the A-10 tournament, won that title. That's going to be a closer game than you would expect, considering the seeding. There's always that 12-5 upset, usually, in the first round of the NCAA tournament. I don't think it happens here. I think Iowa's playing too good right now. I do think Richmond gives them more than they bargained for, but I think in the end there's just too much firepower for the Hawkeyes, and I see them advancing. And, and quite frankly, if you're looking for for other like NCAA tournament experts and college basketball experts, Iowa is kind of a fashionable choice to make it to the Final Four. I will warn you, though, you you see these teams that make runs in their conference tournaments, and you're like, okay. Now they're now they're cooking with gas. Now they're on a roll, and they're going to carry that through the rest of the tournament. That doesn't always happen that way. Once you get into the tournament and you're seeing different teams, yes, you get maybe a little bit more of a, an advantage, but because you have been able to scout the teams you play in the Big Ten tournament, so you know their ins and outs. They know your flaws too. But different matchups sometimes from different conferences are are exceedingly difficult. So I would warn you and pump the brakes about Iowa going all the way to the Final Four. Uh, also, looking to be kind of a trendy upset pick, Providence is a four seed in that top part of the Midwest bracket. They play the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. Great name, by the way. Also, a team that can score in bunches, and they actually lead the NCAA in three-point percentage. Providence won the Big East. There's a lot of people saying Jackrabbits win. Now, Here's the thing. If, you, if you're thinking Iowa is going to advance to the Sweet 16, right? You got Iowa winning, and then you have Iowa beating possibly Providence in round two. If you want to take a stab at an upset choice, this would be where to do it. That's kind of some of the strategy. If you get rewarded for choosing upsets in your pool and being right about it, you may want to take a run at South Dakota State if you have Iowa advancing further because you'd only lose out that one Providence game because you have Iowa beating Providence. I think Providence has enough to take out the Jackrabbits, but that's been kind of a trendy pick I've seen online of people taking the Jackrabbits over the Friars in that one. The 6-11 matchup in the Midwest region in the first round, this is where I think you see an upset here. Iowa State has the most quad one wins. I know I'm speaking a lot of inside baseball here. Quad one is basically your power conference wins. They play in the Big 12, all right? They're the 11 seed going up against LSU who's a sixth seed, who played in the SEC. 
The reason why I see this a right for upset is because LSU just fired their head coach because he's been uh, included in some terrible accusations uh, by an FBI investigation into the LSU basketball program, including trying to pay off girlfriends of players to make sure they say hush hush on the illegal dealings to get the, the, the players to come to LSU. So they're a team in turmoil. How they handle that will be interesting. Do they rally around the new coach or not? So there's a lot of noise around the LSU program. Iowa State with the most quad one wins, I think, wins that particular basketball game. you got Wisconsin versus Colgate. A lot of people saying Colgate, Colgate, they shoot the three well. That could be another. That's a 14-3 game. Maybe there's an upset there. That game's being played in Milwaukee. Wisconsin's not losing that one. USC-Miami. I like Miami in that one as a 10 over USC as a 7. I know USC made a deep run uh, last year in the tournament, but Miami's got Jim Laurinaga as their head coach. He, if you recall, uh, took, oh, man, who was it? It was a, it was a mid-major school. He took them all the way. George Mason took them all the way to the Final Four years ago. Miami playing pretty good. They play real good defense. I think they get the uh, upset over USC. And then the last one, you got Auburn versus Jacksonville State. Auburn, the two, coached by Bruce Pearl. I think Auburn wins that first-round game. Kind of extrapolating it out, I, I'm i going kind of chalk here. I, I do think, like I said, Iowa's a trendy pick. Uh, Wisconsin also, but it all depends on Johnny Davis's health. Auburn's kind of up and down to me, but I think they have enough to get there. I have Auburn advancing from the Midwest bracket into the Final Four, and we will uh, conclude our bracket breakdown tomorrow to help you out with your NCAA office pool. Uh, we'll conclude with the East region tomorrow here on the program around 710. So, so far, I got Gonzaga, Arizona, and Auburn uh, in the final four. Two ones and a two. I know, I'm going out on a limb. It is the Springfield Morning News with Greg Bishop without Greg Bishop. He may break down politics, but I can break down college basketball more than Bishop. And he's got me beat by leaps and bounds when it comes to the political game. That's for certain. I will fully admit that.